0: Christchurch, New Malden, Sunday the 20th of August, 2023, 9.30 service. PJ Aston speaking on Why I am a Christian. So why am I a Christian? As the series asks. Well, there's a tradition in sermons that they have three parts. Well, as we just sang, I have 10,000 reasons, so i best get started. Fortunately for you, I'm going to stick to the three-part rule. So I'm going to break the question down into three sections. One, what is a Christian? Two, who am I? What's made me who I am today? And three, probably most importantly, why I am one today. First of all, what is a Christian? Quite simply, a Christian is a follower of Jesus. The first Christians got their name in a place called Antioch, now known as modern Syria, back nearly 2,000 years ago. They got this name because the disciples mirrored the life of Jesus, who was known as the Christ. Christ basically means the anointed one, or literally the divinely chosen one. The boy's name Antioch means resistant or holding fast, which is exactly what the early church was doing with all the persecution going on. The persecuted church has been on my mind a lot over the years, alongside my passion for mental health issues. You also see in this talk that I like the idea of doing rather than just saying You'll see in this talk um, that last April I completed 3,000 push-ups for mental health charities. I could stand here all month asking for your cash in a sponsored Beg. But to symbolise the struggles I had with mental health issues, which I'll go over later, I decided that a physical struggle would symbolise the mental one. Let me go back to the start with a little bit about me. I was born at 9 pounds six on the 19th of April 1977. For those doing the calculations, I save you doing the maths. Makes me 46 and counting. I know it's hard to believe. <laughs> I also weigh a little bit more now, about 62 times. I was born in the Clapham Hospital in South London. Sometimes the South London accent pops out. You know what I mean, mate? I was born as the third child to John and Christine Aston, which are sitting at the front there. Um, also known as Mum and Dad. I lived with them in a Christian home of Frixton Hill until I was married to Emma back in 2006, also sitting at the front, when we moved to New Morden. I hadn't even heard of New Morden until we were looking to places that we can afford. could afford. We started here at Christchurch about seven years ago. As I said, I'm the little brother. I have two older sisters who I'll get on with now. Read, on the, read into that as you wish. See how the fashions have changed since the first photo. The family home is where I first found out about the relationship with Jesus. A relationship rather than a religion of Christianity. Not just God books and stories from the Bible, but from how my parents and Christian friends and family lived their lives. I was brought up in a Christian denomination called the Brethren. They are an individual group not affiliated to other denominations, Set up to follow the example of the early churches, biblical backing and fellowship. There I learned to love the Bible, sometimes in sincereness, serenity, solitude, socially, or in my sadness. My school years were, how can I put it in a few words, too long. <laughs> I didn't enjoy the education system. I was told by a career advisor at the time that a land of education isn't the best start in life. Don't get me wrong, I now realise the value of teachers. By the time of growing up, puberty, peer pressure, etc., school was an unhappy time for me. I found out a few years ago that I had what's called ADHD, which gave a new aspect into my miserable school life, and possibly the reason. ADHD, or attention deficit, hyperactive disorder, you can see why they abbreviate it, is known as symptoms that include a short attention span, messy or untidy living constant fidgeting and acting without thinking, to name but a few. That sums me up at the best of the times. I went to a Church of England Primary School, which was at the bottom of our road. This is where I made a few lifelong friends. The longest friend runs back over 40 years. The the School later became the Bishop of York. He was someone that wasn't afraid to not toe the party line. Living, not lip service. One instance of this, um, him doing this was uh, adopting a Ugandan war refugee, one of my best friends at the time. School life moved downwards as I left primary school and went on to pra- secondary school. I went to a school called Dick Shepherd, which was pulled down and turned into flats, a few years later, if you ask me. He got his name from the vicar of St. Martin's in the field down by Trafalgar Square in London in the 1920s. Where he turned a traditionally high church into a center point for the deprived and disadvantaged. again, someone putting into action what he believed. My memory at school was I, I experienced poor teaching, racial abuse, violence and hostility. I left secondary school finally, what I, what I call a final stretch of results: A, B, C, D, etc but still managed to go on to study motor vehicle engineering and worked my up to a motor vehicle, vehicle craft technician. It was a job that I thoroughly enjoyed. Diagnosis, problem solving, repairs, dirty hands. This, come to, this came to an abrupt end after I had a breakdown. It felt like 20 years was down the drain. The breakdown was followed by a diagnosis of severe depression but then, about a year and a half later, a diagnosis of bipolar disorder. It was a diagnosis that I was expecting as I was experiencing extreme highs and even more extreme lows. Fluctuations of mood out of my control. Rock bottom feelings lasting months, self loathing, self harm, etc. Followed by being so high my consultant thought I was on recreational drugs. The next few years, it involved some really hard times for me, and especially my loved ones. Quite a few trips to a hospitals, consultants, medication reviews, counsellors, shrinks, Samaritans, the list goes on, other help charities available. A charity called Shell was particularly available because you text them rather than speak to them, something that I find difficult to do when I'm low. My Christian life took a hard knock. Why was this happening? Had God turned his back on me? Was I out of favour? Did God not care? Did he no longer love me? But I was so drugged up on medication, I just didn't care. Caring people try to raise my spirits by quoting verses like the ones we read earlier. Suffering, endurance, character, hope. Words are now starting to have significance, but at the time, they're like a nail in a seemingly ever-looming coffin. Why was I feeling so unworthy? Before this time, I worked in two garages after my apprenticeship. Firstly, a Jaguar Land Rover franchise and in a police garage. Not happy with just one cap on, I found myself moonlighting. When I was at Jaguar Garage, I worked a night as a doorman, 9 5 mechanic, 8 to 3 a.m. bouncer. I started doing Friday and Saturday nights, but with my increasing reputation, I was working up to six nights a week. This lasted quite a few years. I started out a birthday party with a friend in Croydon, which turned nasty. The party, not Croydon. Some say that came later. (laughs) I intervened and dealt with the situation. The head doorman was so impressed by my actions, he offered the job to me on the spot. A few years later, when I was a vehicle technician for the police, I also became a special constable for the Metropolitan Police. For those who don't know what a Special constable is, it's a police officer that works part-time voluntarily. I mainly enjoyed working night shifts. Much more fun. Most people raise an eyebrow or two when they hear of a Christian bouncer, or a bouncer who becomes a copper. But there are a few skills that relate. Dealing with people the best and worst of times. nighttime crime, licensing laws, use of force, weapons, drugs, the list goes on, anyway. I'm not sure if these extracurricular activities use my daily abilities or learn some new ones. I suspect a bit of both. Either way, I'm sure they had an effect. During this time, my walk with God fluctuated. My poor mental health, uh, due to my poor mental health, this was the same story that I enjoyed mo- job that I enjoyed the most, which was a police officer. I was so incapacitated by my poor mental health, I was unable to work. Or even do most basic or like functions. The decision to give up door work <coughs> excuse me, was much more considered. I was arrested for assault, ABH, and robbery one night after an altercation. In the cold style that night, all I wanted was a Bible, but none could be found. So I was given a blanket instead. One need out of two wasn't bad, bad, I guess. I later donated a Bible to the custody suite. I was released on bail while I investigated the night. I now believe that it's thanks to God and the prayers of everyone I knew that the charges were dropped just a few days before I was due to reappear. Alongside this, I was in a new relationship with Emma. I met her when I was working in a nightclub in Wimbledon one Christmas. She wanted to wish her friends inside a happy Christmas before going off to church at midnight service. At first, I wouldn't let her in. (laughs) Alongside this, Sorry. And what struck me about her, as well as the looks, was how open her faith was, when at, my, at that time, my faith was a struggle. We married in 2006, and have two great boys, Matthew and Nathan, who are now eight and four, who read for us earlier. Unfortunately, due to the excessive amounts of meds I was on, I regrettably, regrettably don't remember some of her childhood, or even some of my own. But where does God come into the equation? Why am I a Christian, as the title asks. In those years and decades, my character has changed several times, not always my own choice or desire, sometimes for the better, sometimes for the worse. But one thing hasn't changed is my belief that God exists. Through the highs and the very lows, I felt something more powerful was at work. At one point, I wondered how God should be honored and followed, as I knew God deserves to be. I looked at different religions and realized I wasn't good enough for God to be pleased with me by what I did for Him, but it is what He did for me that makes me alright with Him. God over the years has shown Himself to me through what He's done, not just telling, but showing. One example of this was in Chef Showing in northwest Morocco. Shoshone is known as the Blue City, dating back to its Jewish heritage. It was painted blue as the color of the sky, which is the connection with God. Locals will now tell you that it's because it wards off mosquitoes or attracts tourists, which denies the Jewish traditions. In 1918, there was a population of 7,000 with 200 Jewish families, which was most of the population. Now with a population of over 50,000, there are no Jews and only a handful of underground Christians. I was on a short-term mission and prayer trip, supporting the local Christians, many of whom were living in fear of their lives because of their faith. I rather naughtily took some Arabic Bibles to give out. This was risky because at the time, local laws banned such activities. When I say local laws, I mean most of the Middle East. One night we were praying together, and I felt that God was saying I would give a Bible to a male teenager wearing a red top. No one here today. None of the group knew what, um, what I was carrying. Um, no one knew apart from God. It was on my mind all day. I was looking for every opportunity to get rid of the Bible before I got questioned by the secret police again. Every item of red clothing was a target for me. I had almost given up hope of finding a right red-topped individual after I accosted several people. I even considered leaving the Bible on a bench and let God do the work. In the afternoon, we had to find a cash point, and a young guy offered his assistance. When we finally found a working cash point, he held his hand for a a finder's fee. Needing all the money we got to the cash point, which were our last pennies which we needed for fuel and food, I was reluctant, reluctant to hold over the group's pot. Out of my mouth came the words, ''You want money, but we have something more valuable.'' All faces looked extremely puzzled at his replay, replay of the story of Peter and John in the Bible. His face, my two friends, and mine were all puzzled. I didn't know what was coming next. His reply was abrupt and sharp, in broken English, which was much better than my three Arabic phrases. He says, there isn't anything more valuable than money. I thought a strange thing to say from self-confessed devout Muslim. We had quite a long religious talk as we walked along looking for cash points on different subjects including the value of worldly goods. The Bible at this time was doing its best to burst out of my pocket. Knowledge, I blurted out, was more valuable. I was shocked by what was coming out of my mouth but he agreed that knowledge was more valuable so I gave him the Bible. I gave a sigh of relief getting rid of my risk, I, I mean finally doing God's will. Still doubtful of my ability as a Christian and doubting my faith, something that plagues my life at times. I remember thinking of the boy in the red top. Where was he? Maybe I should have bought two Bibles, one for a guide and one for this elusive red top. Maybe I got it all wrong. Was it just a dream, a culmination of tiredness and a day's activities? Have I failed God again? I handed the kid the Bible. He looked at it, looked around carefully, and he had did his blue silk jacket to put inside. I hadn't even twigged it with wearing a jacket in mid 40 degree heat. But under his jacket was a Manchester United T-shirt. I was speechless. God had blown me out of the water again. So why am I a Christian? Is it the upbringing? Partly. The influence of others? Partly. The ups and downs? Maybe partly. The religious side of Christianity, the collars, windows, smells and bells? No. Is it like we read in the reading reading that God didn't wait for me to be good enough for him? Yes, definitely. Is it the hope I have that through the suffering of Jesus that I have a relationship with God? Most definitely. Where I Jesus in my daily life I'll be a broken man in prison or dead. An umbrella can't stop the rain but it allows us to stand in the rain Faith in God may not remove our trials, but gives us the strength to overcome them. Thank you.